0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us. So be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Let me read something to you. Let me have your attention. I won't be before you long tonight. We're going to... Have a short word, and then we're going to get back to worship, and then you're going to get home and begin your time of celebration. Listen, the day before Thanksgiving, an elderly man in Phoenix called his son in New York and said to him, I hate to ruin your day, but I have to tell you that your mother and I are divorcing. 45 years of misery is enough. Why are y'all laughing right there? That's (laughs) sick. We're sick of each other, and so call your sister in Chicago and tell her. Well, frantic, the son called his sister, who exploded on the phone. Like, heck, they're getting a divorce, she shouted. I'll take care of this. She called Phoenix Im- immediately and said to her father, you are not getting divorced. Don't do a single thing until I get there. I'm calling my brother back, and we'll be there tomorrow. Until then, don't do a thing. You hear me? Don't do a thing. Well, the man hung up the phone he turned to his wife and he said, honey, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving and they're paying for the flights. (laughs) Amen. That's one way to get it paid for. (laughs) Amen. So, what do you think of when you think of Thanksgiving? Uh, For some of you, of course, you think of the turkey and the dressing. Amen. You know, Coach, that's the second time you, you jumped in on the meat part of, of, of a sermon. I, I, I am going to assume you are a meat eater. <laughs> Not a vegetarian? No. Oh, no. Oh, you looked evil right there. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm uh, uh, walking around in Whole Foods the other day, and I noticed they have tofurkey. Tofurkey. Okay, some things are just wrong. Okay, um, I, I, by no means those of you who know me, my family knows me. I'm I am not a foodie, if you will, but tofurkey is just ungodly. That that's just that's just wrong. Um, but what does Thanksgiving mean to you? I mean, uh, to some people. Uh, Thanksgiving means cranberry sauce. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Okay, let's do it. Pumpkin pie. Don't be trying to do extra. Sweet pota- make some noise, sweet potato pie people. Okay. <laughs> And for some football. Yeah. For some <laughs> and you, you guys are an interactive bunch tonight, aren't you? <laughs> Pastor Matt, they're out of control. And uh and then for some a day off, for some a four-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. And for some it's about shopping. <laughs> Can I please get through this? <laughs> The after Thanksgiving Day sale, Black Friday, y'all know what I'm saying, why I, say. well, I got to be blank. <laughs> huh? Huh? What does it mean to you? Take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. I won't be before you long tonight. Psalm 100. Psalm 100, if you don't have a Bible with you, I want you to share your Bible or share a Bible with your neighbor. Share your Bible with your neighbor. Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Real easy. Psalm 100, look at verse one. If you're looking at verse one, say amen. amen. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, and serve the Lord with Gladness, come before his presence with singing and know that the Lord he is God and is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful to him. Will you underline that in your neighbor's Bible? Go ahead, just reach over there and scribble right across it. Be thankful to him. Are you listening? And bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy, the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Stop right there, give me your attention if you will. If you have a pen handy, I want to give you four characteristics of true thanksgiving. Four characteristics of true thanksgiving. First of all, true thanksgiving is public, number one. Secondly, True Thanksgiving is purposeful. So You want to write down True Thanksgiving is public. And then purposeful. And then passionate. True Thanksgiving is passionate. And finally, True Thanksgiving is perpetual. Four Ps. True Thanksgiving is public. True Thanksgiving is purposeful. True Thanksgiving is passionate. And true thanksgiving is perpetual. Number one, thanksgiving, true thanksgiving is public. Look at verse one and two again. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, and serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Listen, let me have your attention, if you will. In the Hebrew culture, it was never enough to thank God quietly and privately. The Jews felt that giving of thanks should be a very public thing. matter of fact, they thought it should never be private. Uh, We know when Jesus was walking around on the Temple Mount and he saw um, constantly he was actually rebuking the Pharisees because they were so public about their thanksgiving, but their hearts weren't right. That was the problem there. Their hearts weren't right. But God was rebuking them because they publicly... Thank God. It was a a vocal thing. Verse 1 says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. We are to publicly shout to the Lord. King Jimmy, if you're reading, says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Whether you translate it shout or you translate it noise, it speaks of volume. It speaks of volume. And that's why I say get your voice up. That's why I say sing unto the Lord. Sing out unto the Lord. Amen. Lift your voice to the Lord. And don't misunderstand me. There are times to be quiet and worship God. There's certainly times of, well, in, in public worship, in corporate worship, where we need to be balanced. And certainly we don't want to be uh, uh, charismaniacs. We believe in charismania. Charismania simply means gifts. We believe in the gifts of the spirit, but there's a difference between charismania and charismaniac. And so... We understand that there are times in which we should be quiet, in which we need to worship the Lord quietly. When we come together, we're to sing together and even sing with volume. Shout unto the Lord. We should bless the Lord and give thanks to the Lord. We should make it public and not be ashamed. And I'm amazed in church, aren't you, that in church people clam up. Don't they? In church people clam up but you take those same people and put them at a football game and they'll put a block of cheese on their head. (laughs) Am I right about it? Somebody say preach pastor. They put a block of cheese on their head. And at the same time, they come to church and they want to stand there and mumble the words and and they're not interested. They don't look interested. They're not really a part of it. I don't understand that. When in fact, we are worshiping the God of all creation. Somebody say amen. We're worshiping the God of all creation. Is he not due our praise? Is he not due us maybe embarrassing ourselves? Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Maybe that's something that's all that y'all can do. Some of y'all, that's all you can do is make a noise. Then do that. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Does he not do that? We're talking about... God, who we claim is the creator of the world. God, who we say we love. God, who we say we worship. God, who we say we give our hearts to. God, who we say uh, is the owner of our lives. And yet, when we come together in worship, we don't sing. When you say, lift up your hands, the Lord. Well, you know. Really lift up your hands. I mean, really, really, if you, Okay. Reach out to God. (laughs) It's amazing. The Bible says, sing unto the Lord. And we're to serve the Lord. Notice, not only publicly, we're to serve the Lord with gladness. I love that. We're to be thankful people. Why? Because it's impossible to serve the Lord with moaning and groaning and complaining. Thankful people are serving people. Serving the Lord, listen, is a no-complain zone. Somebody need to give me a t-shirt. No complain zone. In church. Come before his presence with singing. And listen, this is part of the Psalm 98. If you pop over in Psalm 98 verse 4, it's a repetition. You'll notice that. It says the same thing in Psalm 98 verse 4. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth and break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. It's a repetition. So we're to publicly sing to the Lord, to come into his presence with singing. And when we come to worship, there's an agenda. Listen, there is an agenda when we come to worship. And the agenda is to meet with God. And God's agenda is to meet with us. We raise our voices to get his attention. This is not being rude or disrespectful. Singing and worship is a response to the great and awesome things that God has done in our lives. And we simply cannot be quiet. Did you hear me? When God has done something great and awesome in your life, you simply cannot be quiet. Right. And, and yet, we'll see a good movie. Best man, we'll see a good movie. And on the way out the door, before you get to your car, you're texting, oh, you got to get over here. You got to see this movie. Oh, yeah, you got to see this movie. We'll do that. But yet we won't sing unto the Lord. We won't be glad in the presence of the Lord. We won't worship the Lord. When God has really done some awesome and great things in your life, listen, you simply cannot be quiet about it. That's, that's the bottom line. You can't be quiet about it. You can't be quiet about it. And honestly, I think there's something desperately wrong with a person who is born again, filled with the spirit, bound for heaven, and they don't sing or make noise to God. Did you hear me? Something's desperately wrong with a person who is born again, filled with the spirit, and bound for heaven, and they don't worship God. Something is wrong. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 tells us, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. True thanksgiving is public. Point number two, true thanksgiving is purposeful. Look at verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God, and it is he who made us and not we ourselves. Listen to this story. Listen to the story I read earlier, actually found earlier today, listen. One teacher said, I got married two years ago to a friend. Oh, that's good, her friend replied. Well, no, not really, the first one said, my husband is twice as old as I am. Oh, that's bad, her friend replied. Well, no, not really, she said, he's a millionaire seven times over. Oh, that's good, her friend replied. Well, no, not really, she said. He's mean to me, and he won't give me any money. Oh, that's bad, her friend replied. Well, no, not really, she said. He, he, did, bu- he did build us a half-a-million-dollar house. Oh, that's good, the friend replied. Well, oh, no, not really, she said. It burned down last month. Oh, that, oh that's bad, the friend replied. Well, no, not really, she said. He was in it when it burned down. I guess that's one way of being purposely thankful. I I don't know. Verse three, the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Here's Rodney 1-1 for this verse. The Lord is God and you are not. Get over it and be thankful. Have you noticed? I'll wait while you clap your hands. I'll wait. Have you noticed how unthankful the world has become? The world's become so unthankful. We're, we're We're not a thankful culture. We're a feeling entitled culture. We're not a thankful culture. When you know who God is, and maybe I can get a witness. When you know who God is and you know who you are in God, you are grateful and purposeful in giving thanks. Is that right? The billionaire investor his name is Sir John Templeton. once asked, what is the secret of wealth?" and without hesitation, Templeton said, "Gratitude. If you're not grateful, you're not rich, no matter how much you have." That's so true. I think of Luke 17:10, uh, Luke 17:10 lepers came to Jesus asking for mercy to be healed. And Jesus healed them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And they ran to show themselves to the priest. You know the story. And they went home. And Luke 17, right about verse 15 tells us, one of them came back to say, thank you to the Lord. Note, 10 of them came for healing. 10 came for mercy. 10 received healing. And 10 received mercy. And yet only one returned to show gratitude and thankfulness. And how many people are like that today? We, we ask God for so much, don't we? He blesses us and blesses us. And like the nine, we rarely take the time to come back and thank him. If you live, listen, if you live in the good old U.S. of A., you have much to be thankful for. Amen. Somebody clap in and say amen. You have, much to, you have much to be thankful for. Salvation, eternal life, Freedom. To read the Bible, freedom to gather, freedom to pray, freedom to worship. This won't mean anything to you until it's taken away from you. Freedom to worship, freedom to pray, freedom to celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. Freedom. All of these are things that we can be thankful for. We have a purpose and a reason to be truly thankful. Point number three, true thanksgiving is passionate. In verse four, we're to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his course with praise, and we're to be thankful and bless his name. God wants us to come into his house expecting to be blessed. God wants us to come into his house excited to have the privilege to worship God. Are you listening? Not coming in reluctantly like someone is holding you at gunpoint to get in. But willingly and joyfully come with thanksgiving and praise. And can I share something with you? Listen, God is not blessed that you are here. I I think we think, y'all stay with me for a minute. I think we think that God is happy that you came to church. God is not happy that you came to church. God is not blessed that you are here. You are blessed to be here. Let's not get that twisted. You are blessed to be here. God is not blessed that you are here. True thanksgiving comes from the heart. It comes from a heart of worship of God, a whole heart. And when you take the time to think about what the Holy Spirit has done and what God has done, you have a heart of thanksgiving. Do that tomorrow. Before you eat. You got family and friends. Some may be believers, some may not. Family's family. You can't pick your family. Amen. (laughs) And if you're having dinner at our table, and we're going to thank the Lord before we eat. I got the nicest Facebook message the other day from a brother. I don't know. He may be here now. And he said, uh, Pastor Rodney, can you give me some ideas on how to have a devotion with my family before we have dinner? And that was the sweetest Facebook. To me, that was just Awesome. It was just awesome. He wanted to know, like, how how do you do that? Like, how do you how do you start? Just to, I said, well, you start you start with prayer. And then maybe everybody go around and say one thing you're thankful for. If you got more than one thing, say more than one thing. And then and then get, pick it, use a Bible verse. I said, hey, come to church tomorrow night. I said that. Come to church tomorrow night and use the one I'm using. So use Psalm 100. If you're here, here you go. (laughs) Use my stuff. It's free. (laughs) I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't have to pay for it, so neither should you. You can have it free. You know people sell their sermons, by the way? Did you know that? People sell their sermons. I will never understand that. You got it from God for free, but you sell it to people. Nice. Classy. Classy. That's not a sermon, all right? We'll just leave that alone. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God tomorrow. Take the time. As you get it ready to dig into that tofurkey. take time. (laughs) Take time. I'm not against tofurkey either. I'm I'm just joking with you. Point number four and finally, true thanksgiving is perpetual in verse five. I'm going to give you three perpetual attributes of God. Three perpetual attributes of God. And then we're done. Number one, his goodness. Look at verse five. For the Lord, he is what, saints? His goodness. The Lord is good. God is good. Everything about God is good. Every good thing in life, faith, family, health, happiness comes from a good God. Did you know that? James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from above Comes down from the father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. There's no variation or shadow of turning or changing with God. Nothing shady about God. Are you listening? He doesn't have a dark side. He's always good. And his mercy is everlasting. This word mercy is interesting. I taught it to the men, fellas. Remember, said. Remember, C H E S E D. Has said, the sea is silent. Mercy in Hebrew, has said, has said is a God word. English translation, loving kindness. I love the word loving kindness. It's a good word, it's a great word. And God loves the word loving kindness. He uses it often in scripture. Psalm 36 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O God, and the children of men. Take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Psalm 31, 21. Blessed be the Lord, for he has made marvelous his loving kindness to me in a besieged city. Psalm 117, 2. For his loving kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord is everlasting. Praise the Lord. Psalm 63, 3. Your loving kindness is better than life. Because my lips will praise you. Write it down. Jeremiah 31:3. Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God loves that word loving kindness, He loves the word mercy. We deserve judgment. The Bible says our hearts are wicked and evil in all of its ways, and yet God has mercy on us. Today, His mercy is everlasting. And finally, his truth endures forever. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands for how long? Forever. Isaiah 55:11, memory verse. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. From the time that God inspired Moses to record the book of beginnings until the day the word of God endures, and it will endure forever. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-four thirty-five, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall not pass away.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary